Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Coffee Clatch. Good evening and welcome to the Coffee This is Marianne Russo. I'm having a bit of a technical problem here. Sorry about that. Uh, this is Marianne Russo. Welcome to the Coffee Clatch. We have a very interesting guest, very funny guest, and I am just thrilled to have her joining us tonight. Um, Louise Sattler is a nationally recognized guest speaker. Uh, she is a psychologist, and she has a passion for sign language, and that is just the tip of the iceberg. People say that I don't stop. Wait until you meet Louise Sattler. Um, it, people know her as the place where learning meets laughter. And what a year she has had. I mean, I, I am very fond of my fedoras, but Louise wears so many hats, it's just unbelievable. So welcome, Louise Sattler. How are you? Well, I am terrific. How are you, Mary? And thanks for having me here on the Coffee Clutch. I'm great. I'm great. You know, we have so many things we're going to be discussing tonight. And um, like I said, you, you wear a lot of hats, and you're doing so many things that are just so important. And I, I really want to just start with signing families, because you really are an amazing advocate um, for the deaf and you know, children that are nonverbal. And I'm just curious, because I really don't even know, we've never discussed this, how you started um, with the sign language and signing families. So tell us what it is, what you offer, and um, how you got started. Two different stories. Story one is I started in sign language not because I knew anybody who was deaf, not because I had any uh, affinity towards working with special needs populations, so to speak. I was a young college student, and one of my roommates came home learning a little bit of sign language, and then they used it in the bars at night, all these education majors. And I was like, whoa, you're not going to be gossiping, and I'm not going to be knowing what you're saying. So the next semester, I took sign language so I could be in the loop. And that's how I started my sign language journey, honest to God. It had wow. nothing. You know, who would have expected that? <laughs> yes, I was I was motivated by social life. That, that's the truth. <laughs> by fear of being spoken about. <laughs> <laughs> well, not so much fear of being spoken about, but fear of other great stuff being said and I not knowing. Right. As and look far what you as created, uh, right? And as fate would have it, I actually went on to become a psychologist. I worked. <laughs> I actually delved into working with the special needs populations, uh, mostly with children who were nonverbal or deaf, as well as bilingual, bicultural children, and of course, children within the autistic community on the spectrum. And uh, after a while, I decided I was going to spend the best hours of my day with my own children versus somebody else's. And I was getting more and more speaking engagements, more and more, could you please teach sign language to a variety of groups of people, young and old. And so signing families is a melding of my love of developmental psychology with sign language. And that's how it came to be. It was just, it, it, it came together like peanut butter and jelly. Right. <laughs> and it's so needed. Um, you know, and, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about the videos that you have and the courses that you have and, and who you, because, you know, when I was reading about you, there were things I didn't even think of, like dental professionals, um, you know, educators, homeschool students. And, you know, I, I, people, I think people don't think about it, that, you know, there are so many people in these children's lives that have to be able to communicate. So, you know, how do you teach these people? How do you offer your services to them? Well, as a psychologist, when I would sit in IEP meetings, and I'm certain that you have listeners that know exactly 
the scenario. You sit in an IEP meeting. It's you know you're, it's one of those meetings where you're generating a lot of recommendations. And I would sit there as a psychologist thinking, this parent or these parents have a child that is kind of difficult. I don't think they're going to have an easy time getting a babysitter. They work three jobs. When are they going to have the time to learn sign language, which is the very thing that you maybe are recommending? So I decided to develop the Baby, Toddler, and Preschool Sign Language DVD, which is actually an award-winning DVD, and to not so it was Dancing Cows and Singing Pigs, like some of those other great videos out there, but mostly to address the needs of the language models, which are the parents and the caregivers and the grandparents, so that they could learn sign language affordably and easily from the comfort of their home. So Baby, Toddler, and Preschool Sign Language not only is for parents to learn, but then we also found that people within the special needs community were in droves buying the DVD. And that kids really liked it, kids three and up, because we used mnemonics and, for instance, how the sign for shoes is a lot like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz when she clicks her heels together and things like that. So it, it's been a really successful DVD. And then the second DVD that we developed is actually very recent, and that is the Sign Language for Emergency Situations DVD. And that's for anyone in the medical field, first responders, law enforcement, firefighters, Red Cross, uh, disaster specialists are really interested in this DVD. And then I go around the country training people in emergency medical services, training all, all kinds of people, law enforcement, on how to interact, engage, and communicate with not only people in the deaf community, but people who are on the spectrum, who are nonverbal or low verbal. And it's been uh, very widely um, accepted, and I'm just thrilled that, you know, people are saying, yes, we need to do this in our community. We need to learn sign language to help people who can't communicate verbally. We also offer it in Spanish. All of our products are not only in English, text, but also Spanish, so Spanish captioned and English captioned on our videos. So if, say, if a parent has a child that's nonverbal or deaf, mm -hmm. um, how, how could they um, find out how they could get their emergency responders in their area um, that, to, that's to learn all, this? For anybody who's listening who has any questions, because I know this show is only so long, feel free to send me an email at info at signingfamilies.com. That's info at signingfamilies.com. And tell me who is your first responder. You can send me an address. You can send me a name and a link to their website. And I'll send them a little note if you wish. And, and if you want, I'll even say that it was recommended that you are interested in getting this information out there. And we'll send them like a little complimentary sample so that they get an idea as to exactly what we can provide. Uh, we can provide emergency charts for as little as a dollar per. And, that, and actually, like, for instance, in Alabama, a lot of the ambulances have our sign emergency chart, which is the size of a six-by-four postcard in their rig in the event that they should come upon a child or an adult who has some sort of medical need or there's a disaster such as, as the tornadoes that they had, they can pull down this emergency chart, ask if they um, are allergic to any medicines or taking any medications, are they looking for somebody who is lost, and uh, about 14 important signs as well as the alphabets on it so they could tap out any word that is not there, such as a child's name. Yeah. 
And how young can a child learn sign language? I, I know that um, here in our school district, one of the um, offerings for an after-school program is sign language, and it is probably one of the most popular among the, um, the young girls. You could start at any age. I tell parents when I teach uh, newborn mothers' classes, and they say, should I start today? And I'm like, the baby's only six weeks old. I say start the sign language when your brain is sort of not in baby world, but you're able to sort of accept more challenges instead of diapering and trying to get your own self cleaned and, and, you know, fed. So about four months, three to four months, you can start introducing some sign language if you have a newborn. After that, you can introduce sign language at any time. But I always tell people it's a journey. You didn't learn to speak overnight, and you're not going to learn to sign overnight. So introduce five words per, you know, like five words one week, and then when you feel comfortable and you've integrated them into your communication, add five more words. You know, you don't need to be adding 30 words because that's what Louise taught you on the video that day. You know, no, you don't need to do that. Five at a time. And start very simplistically. As far as educating uh, a child who's nonverbal or deaf, I mean, you know, the autism community is a huge population that are nonverbal. Um, how would you go about, what is the usual um, type of educational setting for that type of child? And how um, are the teachers trained, or are they trained? Well, luckily a lot of our special needs programs now, our special education programs, are requiring some sign language, uh, which is excellent. So I'm finding that the younger teachers are actually more knowledgeable about sign language than some of our more seasoned teachers. But the motivation for educators to learn to sign in the classroom and then bring in uh, some sign language that they use in a very practical and natural circumstance. So most, like I was meeting with a teacher the other day, and she said, you know, how many signs should I introduce to this new child who is nonverbal? And I said, five at a time. And I said, take pictures of the child doing an activity and then use signing in the picture. So you can integrate you know, those natural circumstances, I would not set the child down and say, okay, we're going to learn all the food words today. Right. You know, Johnny, this is what we're going to learn, apple, grapes. You know, that's not natural, and that's not the way language is developed. So I would say just, you know, use, start with signs like more, finished, transition signs like time for, go, mommy, daddy, help. Those are signs that you want to start. Uh, Pain. Pain is a sign that even babies under the age of one can use very effectively. So that's where I would start. Then get into the specifics, like if you're going to do eat, then get into grapes, apple, drink, you know, milk. But start very general. And it is so important, I mean, for a child to be able to explain to a parent what they're feeling, if they're feeling pain, if they're feeling sick. Um, You know, and you today, excuse me, I'm getting a cold. I'm sorry. Um, you Please are, don't uh, share that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it to myself. Thank um, you. You have an incredible special that started just today. So tell us about your $1.99 special on one of your courses. Well, we actually offer on signingfamilies.com, and if people uh, send you an email and say, I can't find the email, uh, they need to reverse the G and the N in signing, and they had singing families, and the Von Trapps might come up. So signingfamilies.com, actually we're offering the Just for Kids. It's kids teaching kids how to sign. And they're uh, 
somewhat short videos. They're about seven, eight minutes long, you know, the attention span of most kids, you know, to learn. And they are the most adorable three kids, Jalen, Madeline, and Caroline. They're just so great. And so it's little modules. It's like let's make friends, signs for school, signs for help. And they're $1.99 each. And we'll even send Incredible. your child a happy birthday e-card. If you send us a note, we will uh, send an e-card with happy birthday in sign language. Well, I mean, I can't imagine how, you know, everyone wouldn't be ordering that. And, and I don't promote anything on the show, and you know that. But, yes. I mean, really, for $1.99, I mean, that's that's just incredible. So, you know, I hope everyone takes advantage of it. And now, spin the hat a little bit, just spin about a quarter. Okay. And uh, we're going to move on to another venture. Okay. You have become a member <clears throat> of the educators team, mm-hmm. which is so impressive. So tell us what the educators team is, who is on your team, and what you're doing. The educators team is uh, some of my most favorite colleagues here. So Wendy Young from Kid Lucians, Annie her. Fox from AnnieFox.com, uh, the author of the Middle School Confidential series and Cruel is Not Cool. Lisa Calston, who might be an unfamiliar name to some people, but she shouldn't be. She's called Coda Diva, C O D A. D-I-V-A, CodaDiva.com, which is child of a deaf adult. And she is not only a comedian, but she is also a very wonderful empowerment speaker. And so, uh, and then um, we've got other people on the periphery, but that's basically the core of us. And we are speaking nationwide on a variety of uh, topics. So Annie and I were in an autism group in Long Beach uh, not too long ago, and we spoke about... Uh, effective communication to help with children and stop bullying, and then Annie talked about bull- anti-bullying programs in the school. And she's so, amazing. That it, it, it's 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 wonderful. And so that is the educators team. And if you're interested in bringing uh, programs such as calming the angry child, which is one that uh, Wendy Young does, and uh, empowerment and how to help empower young teens, which is one that Lisa Carlson does. And of course, I talk not only about communication, but Wendy and I are developing a program called ADHD: How to Keep Down the Festive Party. So you know, it's just it's just a, a lot of fun. So you can certainly get in touch with me again at info at signingfamilies dot com, and uh, we can definitely chit chat about uh, speaking opportunities and more information. So it's a privilege. Yeah, because you know, I mean, that, that for anyone who doesn't know any of these these women that um, Louise is talking about, they are just exceptional um, and. It, it, it's amazing because the communication, the ADHD, it's just is such a great balance um, that this team makes. So, um, you know, and the bullying, everything, it's just such, it's, it's just going to be such a great collaborative effort. Um, you know, and on top of that, um, you know, you work with the arts, and I, you know, I have a passion for this myself. Um, <laughs> you know, tomorrow I'm going to be having on, um, you know, Temple Grandin and Diane Kennedy and Rebecca Banks, and we're going to be talking about the gifts and the exceptional, uh, twice exceptional children. And um, you know, one of your passions is the arts. I sure so, is. Oh, and you know, why don't you tell us how you got into this? How did because I get into like the arts? I gave persona. birth to a Natasha Sattler. <laughs> That's how I got into the arts. That works. I gave birth to, to this child with flaming red hair like me, but I mean, just big as green eyes. And from literally 
the time she was able to sit up, people would say, you have to get her into modeling, you have to get her into acting. And and she was very, uh, Natasha, unbeknownst to other people, and she'll probably scream at me now, but she, she has learning disabilities. And so when she would write things in school, she would write them in script form. So teacher said, and then she would mm-hmm. say whatever the notes were that the teacher had just said in the classroom. And I think <laughs> then she would write her opinions or whatever that she needed to help her remember it. So when she was 12, um, we made a deal. When she was 12, she could, uh, you know, get an agent, try and get an agent. And darn if that child did not book the West Wing as her very first job. Wow. So, and ever then, it, so she's gone to Sundance, and she is now in Los Angeles working as an actor. And so, you know, but the you rest know of I really history. Admire, I really admire that you fostered it. I'm doing the same thing with my children. I mean, you know, a lot of people feel like, oh, why would you steer your child in the direction of the arts or, you know, whatever type of profession it may be that, you know, it's not an easy profession to be into, but you saw her gift. Well, you know, I and, knew and that I really it was her passion. Expand on that. Exactly. You know, exactly. It, it was her passion. And people say, well, uh, you know, what is she going to do next? Well, this is what she's going to do, and I'm very, very proud of her. I have a son as well who I'm equally as proud, and he's into something totally different. He's into criminology. But, you know, uh, knowing that Oh, my that God, are you would, sure we don't have the same kids? Uh, I don't That's know. the same combination I have with my children. <laughs> I pay two out-of-state tuitions. I'm not quite sure. But I know. Just, uh, but, uh, but, you know, it's, it's just it's so important. That you know that that you let your kids go in the direction you know of their passion because there's nothing better in life than to enjoy what you do every day. Exactly, and I see that there is a real need for children who think out of the box, who are not traditional learners, but who are talented to mm-hmm. have some sort of representation, somebody who's an advocate to get them into the arts if that's what they want to do. So I'm really excited that. Um, I'm working now with Danette Linicum from the Linicum Agency, and I'm her educational consultant now. We'll be working with children with special needs. So if somebody, again, I hate to sound like a broken record, no, but, go ahead, um, please. but if somebody is out there and you know your child is is in the Los Angeles or Dallas area, those are the areas that Danette will be working in, uh, and who is talented. Now, we're not, we're not talking about someone who did the school play and did really well, but somebody who has a little bit of experience and a little bit of training or at least some print work or something. Um, by all means, get, get in touch with me again at info at signingfamilies.com or uh, send a note to you and you can pass it on because we are looking for just a very boutique type of um, uh, agency in which we're just looking for a handful of kids to nurture and to perhaps get involved in the entertainment business in the big leagues. And so if you if you know that child with Down syndrome or that child with Asperger's or a child who is deaf or blind, you know, it doesn't matter. A learning disabled does not matter. Some child who has talent and who has a passion and a parent who is willing to go the distance uh, because this is not, this is a whole it's family a thing. Yes, it's a commitment. Yeah, and when I think you're at- parents also don't take advantage of um, different types of educational options for their children in the arts. Um, right. You know, I know here in New York we have incredible, <clears throat> excuse me, high schools um, for the performing arts, for film, for screenwriting, 
And I think parents, you know, a lot of parents aren't aware of it because the districts often don't want to pay for it. But, um, you know, there are a lot of opportunities out there for your kids and, you know, to help them find their niche. And, you know, it's in, in all different, and not even just the arts. I mean, there are a lot of different programs than, um, that, that parents can find for their kids to really foster their interests and their passions. So, you know, right. I love and that you did that. Exactly. I'm sorry for stepping on you there. Uh, but not only in front of the camera, but behind the camera. So sometimes the coolest thing to do is give your kid a flip cam and say, let's edit that together. Let's, you know, put some music to it and let them be creative. You may have a budding Steven Spielberg and don't even know it. Right. And you know what? Sometimes that even if they're not going to become a, you know, a, a superstar, you know, it can lead them down a path and into a career. And let's face it, for children with special needs, there's nothing more important than, than the path to independence. And you never know where you're going to find that path. So I love it. But let's move on again. Oh, my gosh. One, okay. more, one more spin of the hat. I should have two more spins. <laughs> I'm getting dizzy. More one one voices. Ah, that's how we know your each other, my dear. Baby. So, um, you know, obviously... I love it. Um, I'm not sure that our listeners know about it yet, but I'm sure they will after tonight well, because is, it is an it is an incredible compilation of experts and advocates. Oh my goodness! Okay, well, four one one voices. So if people are going online, it's just simply the number four one one voices dot com, and we're a collective of women, all experts in our in our own little. Uh, areas of of professional areas and we're just a dynamic group of women what i really like and i think the common thread among all of the women is that we believe in giving back to the world more than we receive that if there is a philanthropy if there is some sort of organization if there's a cause we're there we're there and although we might be entrepreneurs we might be educators we might be empowerment speakers we are uh, very passionate about helping individuals and families and communities uh, to, you know, answer their questions, to be the best at, the, you know, what they need to be at, if it's business, or to get resources, like in the case of education, like you and I are. And so uh, did you want me to say who they were? Or should I go down sure. the uh, Well, Christian Andrus, who is a wonderful, um, she belongs to Christian Andrus International, and she just is a business whiz, and she actually reps people like Stedman Graham. These these are people that, you know, are in the know. Dara Blaker, we know her. She's my co-host for Arts Entertainment and the Business of It All radio show, and she's known as Dara on Radio. She's into uh, music supervision. Lisa Carlson, who I I double-dip with Lisa. Uh, We already talked about her. Sharon Davis, you might have uh, recognized the name. She was just on 60 Minutes for her work with the tsunami uh, 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 survivors in Japan, and and we're actually going to be doing a fundraiser. And Donna Walt, who's a psychotherapist, Jenna Riggs and Beth Engelman, Mommy on a Shoestring, and uh, Mama Carmo. If you have not had Mama on your show, uh, she's amazing. She's the founder of the Tiger Lily Foundation, which is for uh, for uh, health awareness for young women. And her survival story of being in Liberia and coming here, amazing. I know your co-host is Lynn Kenny for Special Needs Radio, and she's part of our 411voices.com team. Margaret McSweeney joins us, uh, and she's from the Kitchen uh, kitchen Chat, Brick McAleon, who is uh, just an amazing business person, as is Cheryl Lawrence Weiss, two wonderful businesswomen. I mean, you, you can't ask for better social media uh, professionals than those two. Uh, Ava Parnes, who I know is practically your neighbor in New York City, she also is a music therapist. 
Uh, Astrid Stromberg is our resident psychic astrologer and paranormal specialist. Don't you just love that? And then Rachel Wright, known as the mother of reinvention. You might know her from The View and Today's Show. She's been all over. And, of course, Wendy Young, who is uh, from KidLutions.com, who's just an amazing resource for helping really tough kids with really tough problems. And that was my Evelyn Woods version of who's 411voices.com. Well, <laughs> it is incredible. It really is. And, um, you know, people, if you're looking for speakers or if you're looking for resources, because, you know, like myself and like the others, you know, we enjoy speaking to other people. We enjoy blogging and everything else. But really, when it comes down to it, we're really just here to help people. So if any of the um, women that you just mentioned you feel could help you in any way, just go check it out, 411 Voices. And, you know, you can go to their websites, and you're really going to find an, an unbelievable amount of um, information and resources for whatever your needs may be. And Wendy... Young is the bomb. If you have a difficult <laughs> child, I am telling you, she's fabulous. And you know, I love um, Dr. Lynn Kenny. You yourself have. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you have been walking quite the path, as wonderful as this year has been. And I, I'm telling you, I don't know. I, I've had um, Ann Barbano say to me, you know, when do you sleep? I mean, I don't know when you sleep. But, um, you know, you've had an incredible year this year. But you've also had a rough year. Um, you are a cancer survivor. Yes, um, I am. I found out it was really an incidental finding on a dental checkup that you had thyroid cancer. Yes, so I did. So why don't you tell us about your journey and inspire us a bit? Because I am inspire very inspired you. by you. Well, I, w- I will tell people that, first off, the saying in the thyroid, FICA land, thyroid cancer is called FICA among those who know. And uh, the one thing that you need to know is to just check the neck. Check the neck. I had not one symptom, Marian. I did not cough. I didn't have a hoarseness in my throat. I didn't have anything sticking out. I had no idea. And I walked in with a uh, kind of a serious dental thing that needed a CAT scan. And they were like, huh, we just happened to catch the top of your thyroid. And there's like these nodule things. But don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of the dental stuff first. Well, don't worry about it. It ended up to be a pretty serious case of um, papillary cancer, which everyone says if you have to get a cancer, that's a good one. Let me tell you from experience, there is no good cancer, okay? <laughs> Whoever says that. That's a pretty uh, stupid comment. <laughs> I, 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 but I hear it again and again, uh, but, you know, people who have cancer stop breathing. You know, it, it's like it takes your breath away when you hear that right. you have cancer. It's like the, the life you had before and the life you have after. But, you know, at first I didn't tell anyone. I knew for a couple of months before I had the surgery, I waited till the top doctor at Johns Hopkins was available, and I call him Top Doc affectionately. And uh, he went, and I have a, a nice-looking scar that is, you know, it's my little war wound, but important to me was when I finally did divulge that I had cancer was that now I had to educate people. As an educator, I felt like I couldn't just sit there and say, oh, I have cancer now, forget about it. So we did the Twitter scarf campaign, which was my way of getting on Twitter, having people sponsor my wearing a different scarf because after you have thyroid cancer surgery, you're always wearing these beautiful scarves to you know hide the procedure. And then I would run a little ad on the bottom and post it on Twitter as my avatar in return for whatever organization or person or company wanted you know, me to sponsor them, that Twitter scarf, uh, they would donate money to a charity of their choice. So we donated over, I think, 800 almost almost $1,000, and I wore about 20 some more scarves on my avatar for about six months. So 
Yeah. Well, so what, it's what, just, should, what should women look for? I mean, is it the type of thing where you just, I've never had a, you know, my thyroid checked other than blood work. Well, and is that an what indicator? They, what they say is that uh, papillary cancer is really on the rise. Thyroid cancer is on the rise in general. They they really don't know why all cancers are on the rise for the most part. Right. And That's what we're eating. So what they say is that, you know, the cancers of the thyroid, um, you should get checked just like you have a mammogram and just like you have your OBGYN appointments. You should ask for some check or perhaps even an ultrasound of your neck every few years. That's between you and your doctor. But I, I have to tell you that all of my friends who said I had you know, thyroid cancer, very few of them had symptoms. They all found it kind of incidentally. They might have had a cough that was lingering. They might have had some weight gain or weight loss or they might have had some fatigue, and so they ran, you know, some tests. But for the most part, the people, you know, they had to go through a few steps. It wasn't so obvious. Uh, so that it's very important to check the neck and, and to know that there are lots of support groups out there. So, um, and the success rate of survival for papillary cancer and thyroid cancers in general is very good. But still, you know, it, it, it's cancer. And, and it's, it's one of those things that you're like, crap, how did that happen, you know, right. like, I did all right. the right things, so since finding out I had cancer, I've been eating a lot more sweets, I figure, what the hell, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I would too, you know, it's like, you know, I deserve that chocolate bar today, <laughs> so. well, I'll tell you, if I wasn't exhausted before, I'm exhausted now, you are something else. Really, Louise, I mean, you're just incredible. What you're doing for well, so many families and now doing for, you know, women, it's, it's really, it's, it's just incredible. I'm proud to know you. I'm thrilled you right came back on the you. show. And uh, one more time, let everybody know where they can um, get you. And, again, she's, start, she's running a special starting today, $1.99 for um, her online video, I mean, really, um, for signing families. So where can they reach you? Uh, signingfamilies.com is my own personal company. You can send me an email at info at signingfamilies.com. And if you go on signingfamilies.com on both sides of the borders of the page are various ways to link up with me, including uh, uh, through 411 Voices. But if you're interested in any of the women and uh, speakers or just, you know, you need some resources, by all means, go on 411voices.com. And we also tweet as at 411voices. And, uh, you know, I am really, really excited that we got to do this interview. I know that before we had a little hurricane interrupt us. Yes, so we a little thing called Irene interrupted our last Irene. interview. All right, we're out of time, Louise. Thank you again for joining us. A pleasure. I'm very happy to have been here. Bye, everyone. Have a great night. Take care. And take care of yourself, Louise. Thank you. Have a great night, everybody.